Ooh boy, I had peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a cheese quesadilla for lunch. Not the best combo, but had to get rid of some stuff in the fridge. Make room for more groceries. I'm an adult. Hello. Welcome to Unlicensed Therapy with me, your host, Ari Manis. Today we have a special guest, Mitch Burrow. Good friend of mine, fellow comedy store door guy, hilarious comedian. If you're not familiar with him, check him out. I love guns. Uh, surprise. Being anti-gun control is tough when you live in a liberal city, because they'll always ask me, like, why are you against gun control? And I can't give an honest answer, like, I don't know, because, like, I want to have a bunch of guns. No. I'm an avid hunter, so I need different types of guns. Or, you know, maybe I'm just concerned that we might be living in a country where slowly all of our rights are being taken away and eventually this is going to become a tyrannical society where the people serve the government and not the government serves the people. No, you can't say things like that because those are the words of a crazy person. (laughs) But what you can say is, because I'm getting ready for the zombie apocalypse. Right? Yeah. You say that, people aren't only okay with it, they'll start giving you advice. They're like, oh yeah, guns, zombies, of course you need guns. Also, you should keep a gallon of water with you at all times, because zombies don't get tired, you're going to have to run a lot, you don't want to get dehydrated and cramp up, that's how they'll catch you. Also, you should find the nearest Costco, because it doesn't have any windows, and it's got those big garage doors so the zombies can't get in, and then you're probably going to need never need to find toilet paper again, so that sounds like a good place to Yeah, man, when you was talking about guns, I wasn't even thinking about zombies. I should get some guns, too. Yeah, that's a reasonable conversation I have. Another problem I have, people, like, I have guns. And people will ask me, like, Mitch, why do you feel the need to have so many guns? And, you know, finally, I'll just get frustrated and be like, you know what, man? Maybe I'm just worried somebody's going to try and break into my place, take my valuables, and I want to be able to protect myself. And then they're like, you live in a studio apartment in somebody's basement. Like, what could you have that's so valuable? Well, I got all these guns. I do like to hunt, which basically means that I act like a skanky deer for two months a year. I say skanky because I'm not into slut-shaming, but nobody likes a skank, so I think it's safe. Uh, But basically what I do is I go out into the woods and I spray deer perfume on me, which is basically just the urine of a female deer. And then I put makeup on, which we refer to as camouflage because my daddy taught me how to do it. And then I blow on a whistle that sounds like a really horny deer. And I wait in a tree until a buck comes by, and then I shoot him in the head. You know what you're not allowed to do? Bait him with food. (laughs) Because that would be cruel. I mean, look, if you're a murderer, if you killed an entire family of people, and we put you on death row, the last thing that we do before we kill you is give you a meal. 
What we don't do is strap you in the chair, shove a Hustler magazine in your face, say, how you feeling? Pretty turned on. All right, pull the switch. Boom. That was Mitch Burrow. Pretty funny guy, right? Nice. Likeable. I don't know anyone that dislikes him personally. And if you do dislike him, don't watch the episode. Leave. I don't want your negativity here. Get out of here. Also, a quick reminder to like and subscribe if you haven't already, whether that be on iTunes or YouTube. Leave a review. Do all the things you can to help me because I need help. And this is a free podcast. So pay me by doing that for me. Thank you. Now enjoy the episode with Mitch Burrow. For yeah, it? I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the for the contract right now. You haven't signed the contract? No, not yet. Mitch. What? You've been in the business long enough. You don't start telling people about your stuff until it's all done. <laughs> you shouldn't have even told me off camera. Now you're saying it on camera. Yeah. You haven't even signed the contract. Because yet. I believe in it. I'm manifesting it. I'm sure it's gonna happen. They might they, legitimately they sent, me, they sent me a message asking for my representation's email. I'm sure that's so they can send them the contract so we can get it They didn't even tell you you got it? They just asked you for your representation's email? It, I got it. Are you serious right now or joking? I'm serious. They did not even tell you you got it yet? Correct. You told me you booked it. Why You're would saying they, on the why podcast would they, you why booked would they, a Fox pilot and they haven't even told you that yet? Why Are you, would they you're joking me, with me. Why would they ask me for, the, for my representation's email address if they weren't sending over the contract? You're joking with me, right? I'm not. Why would they do that? What if they ha- want you to do a callback? What if... You're, this isn't like that. What do you mean it's not like that? So my meeting was with the vice president. He's the one that told the executive producer... To, to put me in as the host of the show. So they, they have come to me for this. There's no callback. They, we're, they're filming on, De- on December 14th, and when it's we did up. it that day, I said, when are you going to make the decision? He's like, he kind of laughed, and he was like, in a, a day or two? I don't think he was talking to anyone else other than me. Doesn't that seem weird to you in itself, that they're making a whole pilot, and they're like, and we'll go with Mitch. Let's not even consider well, because, anyone else. So he was one of the. So he's the vice president of. So it's Fox Television Stations, right? So it's it's the one where they're in eighteen cities mm-hmm. or eighteen markets, I guess, whatever you want to call it. And so I've been on. He, I guess, he originally saw me on Laughs. Okay. And then when I I did Punchline. 
two seasons as a guest. Uh-huh. That first season, he re- what's punchline? Punchline was a, sh- a show on Fox as well. Okay, but this one was a stand-up one, show, or no, it was a panel show. Okay, and so the vice president saw me and really liked me, and so then I got the email saying that he wanted me to do this interview, and then it was him and the executive producer. And so I, I think it. he was basically telling him, I hey, get we're going to do so this, this show. So this is like a local cable access type show, and they're like, yeah, give him a show. I don't think it's that he small. He could be the bus driver. No, it's not. It's, first of all, it's not a bus driver. <laughs> what I, do you mean? I mean, I guess I am driving the show. But it's, <laughs> it's not a local cable. It's Fox. Okay. But it's just in 18 cities instead of right. every market. Right, local cable. Why am I talking to you? Why I'm just, I, do you remember? I'm just uh, trying to get a clear idea you know, of your what, new thing. What's crazy is that I've only been a guest on your podcast once before, and uh, by the that, way, very few people have done this podcast twice. That time, I said I was quitting comedy and moving, <laughs> moving away from. That's Hollywood. right. So, if you're listening to this podcast and want to hear the original conversation, which I barely remember, I remember that, but I don't remember it much. It was the main reason I'm having you back is now there's video. The first time you did the podcast, oh, it was audio only. On yeah, it was audio only. Oh. So if you go way back, I'm talking probably eighty, probably eighty episodes back at this point. It was two years. Two years. There you go. So it was because a long time was, ago. I might had I started. I th- I think I just started being a door guy at the at at, at the. You either store. just you might not have even had started being a door guy yet. I'm not sure, but yeah, you were you were really down yes. about your comedy career, and look at you now. You are the you are <laughs> the host of a local cable. It is Fox not local pilot. cable. Stop saying that. It's not local cable. Your host, you potentially they haven't even told you you're hosting it. No, you're probably but not. If, but if I showed you the emails, like you'd be like, oh yeah, he's. Listen, it, it sounds like you're, there's a good chance you got it. I don't think it's it's not that it's a good chance. I got it. I'm I don't just, think I'm just now waiting yet. for the for the contract so we can sign. Don't you think they would have just sent over a contract? No, I don't. I mean, I, th- I think they are sending over the contract. They asked, for the, think you they got asked it. for the information yesterday. I don't think you got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so what is this show? I, you know what? If, I, if they come to me and they're like, Mitch, which comics would you like to have as a guest on this show? You are never going to be one that I recommend. <laughs> Even if you recommended me, would they want, <laughs> don't they want big comics on the show? Well, I mean, I was on Punchline, so there is a budget, you know? Right, it's a low so, budget. So, like, when you're doing... It's local cable, I forgot. It's yeah, not want local me. cable. Yeah. Stop saying that. <laughs> it's Fox. Yeah, Fox has local. So does MSNBC. <laughs> There's a lot of lo- bigger networks that have local stations. So, still. what local cable is, Ari, is where you live in a city and you can pay to to use the, the cable, right? Like, you can pay to be on a... On a local cable channel. Yeah, and so Fox pays. <laughs> no, this airs on the Fox network. 18 local Fox networks. Well, it's 18. Syndic- you're syndicated. It's 18 regions, but it's a much larger area than just that city. You know, like if you live in Atlanta, you're if, if you live outside of Atlanta, that you're going to get that, that channel. Right. <laughs> right. So you're in Atlanta. Local cable. I can pull up a list. Of, it's not local <laughs> cable. It's it's broadcast television. Oh, even better. Over the antennas. The free people get it. The poor people get it. The people who don't pay for cable. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's the market you want. Those are the... They have It'll a lot also of, be available on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's actually... That's the coolest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the people go. 
so what's the show? It's it's gonna be a, a cl- I, d- I don't really want to talk about it too much. Uh, I think it'll be because you're worried about jinxing the show that no, you didn't get yet. Or no, why? just because I, d- I don't I don't know en- enough to really say. But I would yeah. I would say it's like ridiculousness. But instead of a DJ and and some hot rapper chick, it's it's like three or four comedians. Cool. As so you kind of play videos and we all just pal around. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, That's which is great. how it was described to me. Yes. <laughs> so we would. Uh, f- my understanding is we'll film the the pilot on December fourteenth, and then if it gets picked up, which I assume it will, since the VP is the one who's wanting it done, uh, we would start filming the season in January. That's incredible news. Yeah. So let's talk money here. Yeah. What do you think they're gonna offer you for the pilot? SAG minimum is five thousand dollars per episode. And is this a SAG show? Yeah, it's on. It's on broad. It's on network television. It will but be, laughs wasn't SAG. Laughs wasn't, but laughs was uh, taking stand up clips. Punchline was, so I got SAG minimum for punchline. You did okay, yeah. cool. So if it's a SAG show, you're gonna get five k for the pilot. I'm thinking that's about right because that is what a major role is. Yes, pretty and incredible. It, and it, then if it got picked up, let's say even, mm-hmm. let's say what minimum probably would be what twelve episodes. I asked them how many episodes. Okay, and what'd they say? 52. Minimum 52. They said 52 episodes a year. So that means if it got picked up, even for one season... It'd be about $250,000 a year. Wait, you said 5000 Yeah, so five times 52 oh, is yeah. 255000 yeah. Wow, I'm bad at math, but wow, $250,000. That's life-changing for you. It's huge. You're really poor. Especially since I have... <laughs> yeah. But especially since I have a, a, a daughter on the way. That's, you have a daughter on the way. Yeah. Your girlfriend is a waitress. You make minimum wage she's at your a, main she's job also a, that, you, that you're, we're let go from, essentially, too. Yeah, until comedy ever comes back. Yeah, yeah. So you, currently, you make no money. Before, when you did make money, it was very little. And now you got $250,000 coming. Possibly, yeah. If everything works out right, yes. That's incredible, man. Yeah, and you're sitting here saying, I don't think you got it. I don't, I, I, I don't think you got it. I'm a realist. Yeah, you probably didn't get it. I got you're it. You're telling me of all the community, they could have gotten me. Yeah, why would they look want you? Look at me and look at you. You're not likable. I'm likable. I mean, yeah, okay, good point. But still, I'm way more handsome. Not way more. A little bit more. You're, you're, you're not as fat. That's well, I all you say got it. going hey, on. I didn't say if that. We, if we go face to face, I'm winning. But your your body is well in face shape. to face if if you lost some weight, not not much. It wouldn't take much. You have a sleeve of tattoos too. That's not very long, family friendly. Long sleeves, long sleeve shirts. They'll probably make you cover. Wear that, that's huh? why I didn't get hand tattoos. That's they don't great. have to make me. I'm going to. I'm appealing to middle America. So here's what here's what we should do. Yeah. Since we're best friends, here's <laughs> what we should do. Since we're besties. Yeah. So once they get the 52 episodes, mm-hmm. we'll try to weave me in as kind of like, hey, if Mitch were to have a heart attack yeah, or something else, right? but you'll probably die of a heart attack if, when okay. you die, or Ari could take over. <laughs> Are you just trying to set up something and then kill me? Well, I can't. How do you fake someone... Having a heart attack. I think people have been doing it for years. Yes, and also we have cameras here. No, showing I would, that you are hey, threatening if to it, kill me. If people. I just wanted money as a, to kill you, I would kill my. So parents. what do you want? You want to be like my sidekick? You want to be my Andy Richter? Kind of like, 
we'll have me on a few times and and you'll just hint like Ari's a good energy, huh? And just kind of we'll, you know, we'll pal around the set. Right. Just we'll get it so that I'm kind of your replacement. Yeah, we could do that. Or, you know, what I'm thinking this whole thing is going to be about for me mm-hmm. is to uh, build up the audience and then just you, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. This is where it's at now with mm-hmm. podcasts. True. You just got to build up an audience here and then you don't have to rely on anybody else. Oh, definitely. For anything. That's the So, that's like, the I, just, I just want to, like, get audience members coming to me from that and then be like, and, you know, check out my YouTube page or, or whatever. Sure. That would be great. So, what kind of bus do you think they'll have you drive? Will it be like a city bus? I'm not or a driving bus? a bus. I'm I'm watching videos and ma- and making commentary. Yeah, but your character as the host, are you going to be in? Like it's not a, a character. bus driver it's, outfit, a janitor. There's outfit. no character. It's just me. It's just it's just Mitch Burrow. I'm not like a cable guy or anything like that. Well, okay, there's already a cable. Yeah, guy. Yeah, I know, and yeah. and God bless him, but it ain't me, Larry. And I'm just I'm just Mitch Burrow. Yeah, I know. I know your name. Yep, that's it. But I'm saying, what's Marine your Corps, job? Marine Corps be? veteran. Amen. Hoorah. Stand-up comedian, TV show host, Mitch Burrow. In that order? Well, now, yeah. I, I mean, would say Mitch Burrow, stand-up comedian, uh-huh. Marine Corps veteran, TV show host. Well, I was a Marine Corps veteran picking, first. I'm just going yeah, through the but, list but of things I've done. But what identifies you now? Yeah, Marine Corps clearly, veteran. Yeah, but you're not. Mar- I mean, Once a Marine, always a Marine, baby. Yeah, but. Semper Fi. I mean, if, if if we were going to war right now, we're we're not we we have been in war. We've, we've been in war for like eighteen years now. If there was a draft right now, <clears throat> I already served. I don't I don't they have draft to. You. No, they wouldn't draft you either. You're too old. We talked about this on Wait. stereo. They yeah, but I'm in such physical shape. You can't go, dude. You're Look too old. It. I'm not too old. You waited too long. Yeah, you're thirty. How old are you? Thirty one. You're 31 years old. The cutoff so, is 27. That's for the Marines, but that's for still, all of them. No, I looked it up. What'd you find out? So I did when we talked on stereo, which I deleted our conversation because they stopped paying. <laughs> so I went back and I deleted all my stereo <laughs> conversations. What a what a what a racket! How how many weeks did you get of doing it? So I was on it from pretty much the beginning. But honestly, I was lazy, and I and maybe just, made three hundred dollars. on Man, it. I like, made six hundred dollars. So yeah, as you made soon more as, than me. As soon as they called me, yeah, you were like, "I'm." I, going. I did it that week. I got. I honestly, I got two seventy, and then the next week I got three hundred. But right. that's when they canceled it, and right. I was like, "What are you, What are we doing?" I mean, three hundred was I the max. You from could get. the beginning, I was like, "This isn't gonna last." But I, th- I was hoping that they had big funding and maybe they're like, oh, we plan on doing this for six months. You know, you know I mean? how about instead? I mean, but I they guess went a few weeks. I guess the $10,000 giveaway or whatever, like does entice more people into doing it. But why don't you just get a handful of, of real people like us that will be entertaining well, to listen did. to and pay. And then and then you don't have to give away that 10, 10 G's. And the, and they you can just both. keep keep paying us. They did both for a while, but then I think they kind of realized none of these guys are promoting. I uh, I was trying. You were a little bit, but I think they were probably they had a data guy that was analyzing the dollar per man those user those statisticians they'll they'll take you down. The every people time. listening don't know what we're talking about. So there's an app called Stereo that came out kind of the middle of COVID nineteen a few months ago, and they were paying comedians 50, 30 to $50 an hour. It was basically you would get $50 up front 
And then and then thirty dollars, fifty dollars for the first hour, thirty dollars every hour after that, up yeah. to ten hours. So it came ten out, hours a week it, just you, to you, talk you on the phone. Make, you can make three. You can make three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Three hundred dollars a week to talk on the phone. And people could listen, but they could also chime in while they were listening. So they could they could like like we whatever we're talking about right now. So they could just chime in and be like, oh yeah, hey, I was on the stereo app too. Blah 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 blah. And then we could play that and then react to it. It was. I so thought it was, it was pretty good. It was. It was fun. It was kind of like this podcast. Live over the phone, and you guys could chime in live. It was a fun thing. That being said, they were paying right here. This is six hundred dollars a week of people, and I wasn't promoting it. Mitch did a little. But- I mean, I was putting it up on all of my social media. So right. I would, because what they did was they started. If you followed each other, you could schedule talks. Yeah. And so what I was doing was I was scheduling a talk with you. You would accept it, and then I could put that link right. in my social media. I and understand. be like, hey, at 10 yeah. o'clock, talk to me and Ari. So, But my point is, the whole time they were doing it, <clears throat> I was like, they're not going to get a return of $600 from me and Mitch for their business. Right. So the whole time we're doing it, I'm like, I know that this $300 a week charade is not going to go on forever. I knew it was coming to an end. That being said, it came to an end very fast. It did. It, it did show me though that spe- talking for ten hours a week was not unreasonable, and that I, I should really put more effort into doing my own podcast. Absolutely, you should. And he, even I, what I want to do, and I, I hate to even bring him up, but I, I kind of want to more follow the Chris D'Elia, uh Why don't you want to bring him up? Because he was uh, caught having trying to have sex with young young girls. No. He there was uh, allegations. Yeah, well, they didn't go away. Anyway, what he did, did I heard about it. <laughs> what he did was like he would just do a podcast on his own. So it's just him in front of the wall with his laptop, and then he could like throw some stuff over. Yeah. But he's just talking for an hour once a week about stuff that was going on, and I like that because I've always had problems doing podcasts with other people. Now, have you tried doing that? Not yet, but I've I've got the setup now. I've I've got the little studio space set up where I'm at, and I kind of have the format that I want to go with. See, I would love to be able to do that. Right. But I have trouble talking for five minutes on my own, doing little intros and outros to this podcast. It is tough to talk by yourself. Maybe not for you. For me, it's very tough for a few reasons. Number one, you got to be entertaining for... Yeah, what, and you're 30 not, minutes you're to not, an hour? You're not really that Straight off the cuff? Yeah, it's tough. You got to be entertaining. And I, then number two... I mean, when you feature, when you open for Theo, you probably only do like 15 minutes up front, right? 25. Yeah, so that's not even a full 30 yeah, yeah. feature set. And that's plan, pre-planned stuff. With, and with, with an audience laughing. That's with the audience laughing, yeah. yeah pre-planned. Man. This is no audience laughing. You talk for 25 minutes off the cuff. You have to do new stuff every week. And then also... You have to. Then I bet you could slide in some shit from last week, and they, and they wouldn't notice though. Someone would. <laughs> you know? Someone would notice. Yeah, but if you that did, would be a terrible. But look. you just delete that comment. <laughs> no, you don't want to do you that. Just delete the comment. Because then, if people are listening to you every week, they're gonna be like, "I don't want to listen to him. He recycles podcast material." I'm not saying that, but you could just be like, "Oh, you remember how last week we talked oh, about yeah. this? Yeah, well, you could do that. This is how I feel because you sure. know, I, I'm I flip flop sometimes. So you could do that. But then, for me also, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. So I'm going to finish my 30 minutes by myself and go, uh, should I redo How it? How long were Delia's episodes? They were like an hour long. Can I look up a, a, one of his episodes? on? Is he, is it, are they still on YouTube? They're still on there, but he hasn't put out any new ones. So if you look at his page, uh, 
If I were him, I'd keep putting out new ones. I mean, I would By never not stop. doing it. You're admitting guilt. I will say it doesn't look like he has a he has a channel anymore. Really? They deleted all of it. Theo Vine clips. I mean, right there. Oh my god! I don't see any. Crazy. Yeah, I don't see Crystalia. He deleted YouTube. his pod. This is news. I mean, I think he's just getting. That's crazy too, because he that means he deleted his his channel. Oh no, here it is. Okay. Oh, you did go. find it. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, he goes an hour and five minutes. You found his channel. Yeah, there's all his episodes. It was so far down. I guess the ones because that he, come up are. Dude, you know what? It's because he you know hasn't what's done funny? it in a month. Dude, how long do you think it's been since all that happened? Five months, right? Five yeah. months. Yeah. This is this whole quarantine has been weird. Like, what month are we on now? We're we're eight months into it. I know, and it. But yeah, it feels and, like almost. A and year. now we're going right back to square one. You, yeah, because of Biden. <laughs> it's, I'm serious. It's not because it of Biden. It is because of Biden. If it was Trump, the we numbers, wouldn't go back to square the, one. The numbers did not go up because of Biden. No, no, no. Not the numbers, but that the fact that we're, people are talking about going back in lockdown and wearing masks. But we, we are back to a point where we, we have numbers higher than they ever were before. Who cares? It's the cold. It is not the cold. Yes, it is. Oh, everyone's catching the cold. You Big know what? Whoop. I have family members in Georgia who are Republicans that work in the medical field. And they'll and, say, and he, it's the cold. Big whoop. So, so my, my, my one uncle, he told me, you know when, when it's a problem? When your hospitals run out of ventilators. And all of the hospitals are running out of ventilators. Running out, but they have not run out. But they are. But they're not. They, they have There are yet. hospitals that do not have enough ventilators. Yes, like two hospitals. True. But overall, we got a plenty of ventilators. No, we, we don't. Have excess of ventilators. We, we were giving ventilators not. away to other countries. We were. We were like a month ago. You we have had too to many. stop watching uh, A O N N. No, this is real. Or so, is it O A N N? This what, is real. What, what, what is that news channel? I don't know. Fox? I think it's uh, no your, Fox. Your channel, you mean? Fox is off now, dude. The, the conservatives have turned against Fox because Fox conceded the election. So now it's, it's oh yeah, the alt right is against now Fox, it's yeah. now it's either O A N N, which stand, it, it's either only America News Network or America Only News Network. I can't. These really, are like on Internet News Network. No, this is on cable television. Oh, I've never even heard of it. And then News Max with three X's. <laughs> so these are things that one I've never heard. No, of these, these are legitimate. And so okay, so here's one reason why Fox is turning on Donald Trump. They are concerned. They think Trump is going to go. Basically, this O A N N is going to turn into Trump News. They think it he. Is. They think he's gonna he's gonna partner up with this and now and take all of his supporters over to that. And if you if you take all the major right wing people and all the left wing people are already over at CNN and MSNBC, yeah. Fox News loses. They're, they're number one because there's two other networks that are splitting the left. Right. Fox had all of the right wing votes. Right. And so now and then if Donald Trump goes over to one of these other like half ass, that could happen. That probably will happen. It's done for him. Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity would go over there with him. Yeah, I don't even know who Sean Hannity is, but I agree with you. you how can it you be sense. a Trump supporter and not know who Sean Hannity is? I'm not is? a Trump supporter. I just like him better than Sleepy Joe. Sean Hannity is like a reporter on Fox News, but he's like, I've heard the he, name. He's like Donald Trump's number one supporter. Got it. With Rush Limbaugh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know every podcaster, every comedian podcaster. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, uh, George. Ben uh Jordan Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, 
Dave Rubin, all these mainstream. Is Jordan, Jordan Peterson doing anything these days? He's sick. I know he's he been sick for a problems, while. He, so no, he's not. But he's also having like mental health issues as well. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I heard about the health all of his, issues. All, all of his, you got to be a be a man and be strong. Shit isn't really working out for him because he got addicted to opiates. He's probably sad because of all the, his haters. Well, you just got to make him feel good. You know good. what? If you if you're gonna put yourself in the public eye, you have to be able to handle that. You think that, but and then it comes your way. I mean, you I go, know I'm going to get ready. a lot of it once I get my show on on Fox. I've gotten a lot of it. You know before. what's crazy is I always thought I'd end up on CBS. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I really like The Mentalist, and I wanted to share the, the network. What is with The Mentalist? The Mentalist was a very great crime show. You thought because your favorite show was on a network that that's where you'd end up? Yeah. What? I just wanted to say that I. I you can catch my show Thursdays after the Mentalist. <laughs> is Mentalist still going? No, it's uh, it's been off the air. But so like there's still now a you're chance gonna go after. I could end uh, up I could end up in syndication. Now you're gonna be after that panel show with uh, the one. What's the black guy that runs all the panel shows? What, you talking about Comics Unleashed? Yeah, now you're gonna be after Comics Unleashed. That's not on Fox. What is that on? That's like a syndicated show. On Fox? No, I don't think it comes on there. Comics I can Unleashed. I can look up Comics Unleashed on TV Guide. Oh, in my mind, I thought you were going to be after them. <laughs> you are just a real asshole. Sometimes. What? What's wrong with that? I mean, it's just like the way you're saying things. It's Comics g- Unleashed comes on uh, CBS. Uh, Man, they got your dream network. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's one thirty seven a.m. to two o five a.m. It's a real weird time, <laughs> and you'll be right after them on Fox. <laughs> Local cable I don't care TV. what time it comes on. I mean, I do hope it, it gets a good time. Punchline, uh, the first season it came on, it competed with Saturday Night Live. That's and then the second season, dumb. it 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 some of them were on at that time, and then other stations played it like daytime. So they just picked and choose depending on where they were at if they wanted it to run during the daytime or late at night. This is the best timing. I was literally just telling someone that you were going to quit comedy. And not because of our podcast, because I was like, listen, he's... I have a, ch- a kid on the way. He has a kid on the way. Uh, he has a wife. Like, he's not going to want to grow up at a minimum. Well, we're not late. married. Not, well, you have a girlfriend. You're not going to want to raise a kid in L.A. on, like... Uh, a door guy's salary. You're forgetting that she makes really good money. Not and really also, good, just and, better than and you. And also, she's not. That's not her only job. She's also a, a, a professional chef. She she runs a pastry business. As oh, well. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like she just had a, a contract for seventy pies to go out <laughs> to a to a restaurant here. You're not forgetting. My girl just got a seventy pie contract. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. <laughs> How much do you make per pie? Ten bucks. I don't know. I'm I'm not on the number side. <laughs> I just know what what her order was, but that just compounds. She gets that one, then the next one, then the next one. Right. And then if we ever open up, like you know, being a door guy at the comedy store isn't store? bad. And then for me, like I also go on the road and perform. I headline. Sure, but my point is, you are we're not a rich man. You're a poor man. Yeah, but in uh, an expensive city. But I, I'm I'm not gonna be a rich man anywhere. Yeah, but now. You will be well. You'll do just fine. Yeah, but what you're saying with me quitting comedy though, like I was never gonna quit comedy because the money wasn't there. 
Yeah, but that changes when you have a girlfriend and a child in L.A. Yeah, but I'm not supporting them on my own. She's helping. She's also involved. I I understand, but still. I just don't see, like, what you think I would leave L.A. and do. You guys were going to move to Georgia. Well, that's... And start a family there. But And and what would I do there? You could do comedy, but it would be like a hobby at that Mm -mm. point. I mean, that you think I'm going to make this money that's going to make up for whatever I'm doing here. Yeah, what but money, job would money I do? goes a lot further. So but what job would I do? Even if you were a waiter. a waiter, I've never done that. Yeah, but you could. I don't think You're I have. You're a jovial I, guy. I don't think I have it. If you were my waiter, I'd tip you 22% every time. Dude, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. You've never tipped anyone like, that, that guy's much awesome. money. No. <laughs> I always tip big. I'm really? not, no, not true. If they do a really bad job, I'll tip 15%. Huh. Which is what you're supposed to tip. If they do a bad job, I tip what you're supposed to tip. If they do a good job, I go 22. I always feel bad. I can't tip less than 20%. If they do a bad, if they are legit bad, I'll go 15. But if, if they're, if they're do average it. or better, I go 20 to 22 every time. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't bring myself to do that. You would if that girl was a bitch and brought out cold eggs. <laughs> but then you just go, hey, I'm sorry, but these eggs no, are... No, see, that I'll never do. I will never send my food back. You got to do that. So, so Lee and I, we went on a on a trip, and we stopped somewhere on, on the way there. And I think they were trying to bring our food out at the same time. And when they brought mine, it was cold. Now we're both in the service industry, so I was like a little head, like I'm like, God, I know she's having a bad time, but I don't want to eat these fucking cold ass potatoes. So I I was just very polite, like, Hey, I'm sorry, but like my my food's cold. Sure, and, and there's she, nothing wrong with what you're she doing. She took it back I don't and brought like it back, and then she got a twenty percent tip. I don't like to eat spit. No one's spitting in your food because they fucked up. But let up. me ask you this. Let me tell you this. If I got cold eggs, I wouldn't take that out on the waiter and tip the waiter less. I'm saying the waiter is a bad waiter or a bitch. I will tip them 15%. But in your in your argument, you said cold eggs. If You said yeah, if she's a I bitch and, and brings you cold eggs. I think I used it as like a funny example. But yeah. it's like, it, you know, it's bad service is different than bad food. I'm not yeah. going to tip. I'm not going to fuck the waiter over because I didn't like the food. I see. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you know, you're a pussy. You, Why? you don't like confrontation. You'd rather just tip a little less than get get the service that you deserve. I don't want to be that guy. And can you... Um, a guy that's not a pussy? I asked for no sour cream. Can you take it back and scrape yeah, it hey, off? Yeah, excuse me. I ordered something specific, and you brought me something different. Could Here's I get the thing. the thing that I asked for? I put myself in their shoes, and if I was a waiter, and someone was like, hey... Can you heat up my potatoes? Let's run this. Let's I would do it, of course, but in my mind, I'd be like, let's, Jesus let's run this. Christ. Let's run this. This guy needs warm potatoes. You're Eat the your waiter. fucking shit. You're the waiter. Go okay. ahead. Ask me what I want. Hello, sir. What can I, what can I get for you? Wait. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Let me Are you on drugs? Redo. Hello, sir. What can I get for you today? Uh, Yeah, let me get a hamburger. And uh, on the hamburger, can you please make sure there's no onions? Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Hamburger, no onions. Okay, now you bring me my hamburger, right? You sit down. Thank you. I'm gonna put some ketchup on it. Open it up. Oh shit, there's some onions. Excuse me. That's different. Excuse you me. You didn't get what you asked for. You have a. This is what I'm saying. There's a whistle. No, there was a whistle when you talked just now. A just whistle? Do excuse me again. Excuse me. Yeah, every time you say the word excuse me, there's excuse a little. Excuse me. There, that was good. The last three times you said it, I heard a little whistle. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear it or no? I didn't hear it. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Is it? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Okay. You were saying it right every time. I think there might be S- the right S- gap somewhere in your mouth that was causing a little whistle. Okay. Okay. 
So excuse me. Uh-huh. I asked for no onions, and this has onions. Could you? Could oh, I? I'm so sorry about that. I put no onions, but the chef is a real fucking idiot. Let me fix that for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> What's the big deal? Okay, but now, okay, now we'll flip it around. Okay, you ready? Okay, I'll be the person. Hi, welcome to this restaurant. How may I? T- how may I? T- <laughs> <laughs> it is st- more uh, difficult. On the side, huh? <laughs> Take two, bitch. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, see, when I get my show on Fox, I'll have a yeah, tele- I was gonna I'll say, have, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have a teleprompter. So and it's be, not live. You can take as many be, takes <clears throat> as you want. We have digital cameras <clears throat> these days. It's fine. You're fine. Hello, my name's Mitch. Welcome to this restaurant. May I take your order, please? Didn't even know your name. Never going to see you again. But sure, yeah, you you could take my order. They make us. They make us tell you our names. It makes us seem more welcoming and friendly. Personally, so you're saying you don't want me to know your name? Personally, I I could care less. Okay, I've had a that rough seems day. Seems like a rude thing to say. All to right, you want to just give me your fucking order? <laughs> fifteen percent, fifteen percent, right I, there. I don't think I can go to Georgia and be a waiter. <laughs> okay, I can do okay, it right okay, this time. Yeah, let's okay, do it right again. Hi, welcome to this restaurant. May I take your order? Sure, I would like. Scrambled eggs and toast. That's it. No bacon. I'm trying to watch my figure. Okay, wonderful. I'll be right back with your order. And two uh, egg whites. So do you want you want uh, scrambled eggs, but only one of the oaks, the yolks. I'm sorry. Can you just give me that order one yeah, more time? Sure. I didn't write it. Scrambled down. eggs and toast, but go easy on the yolk. And you said no bacon because you're watching your figure. Yeah, and go so easy. So scrambled on the yolk. eggs, toast, go easy on the yolk. Yeah, I want so mostly want, whites, but a little bit of yolk. Yeah, like uh, one yolk. Two whites. Okay, no problem. I'll be right back with, with Thank your Thank you order. so much. Okay, and then I go back, smoke a joint in the and back. And now I got it, and it's perfect. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here okay. we go. You ready? Because I got I to gotta get high, because, man, this fucking, this one you customer have a kid. Stress- You're not going to be getting high. This customer is stressing me out. Your weed days are over. Okay. <clears throat> Here's your order, sir. Thank you. It looked perfect. Thank you so much. Enjoy. It's cold. I'm just going to eat it. I'm just going <laughs> to Yep, I'm just going to it's cold, but... Now I'm going to come back. Okay. Hey, I just wanted to check in. Is everything all right with your order? Everything's really good. Thank you so much. Really? The temperature's fine? Oh, why are you asking that? I'm just curious. I just like to make sure that everything's good with your order. That's why I come back and ask you if everything's yep, the okay with it. the temperature's fine. The temperature's fine. It's good. Yeah. Like Thank a 20% you so much. kind of temperature? I just want you to know that if it's not what you want, I will take it back. Because I don't want a 15% tip. I want a 20% tip. So you let like me know. Why, you would never say this. You let me this know. This is so specific to our situation. You, you have need. insider information that my waiters don't have. Well, now they have it. <laughs> you, how many waiters do you think watch this podcast? Most of the ones in Los Angeles, I'm sure. I think people who yeah. listen to me are from all levels of Have incomes. you ever gone to a, a restaurant or, or a cafe or diner where one of your colleagues... Is a waiter? Is the server there? I have the and best has story about that. Yeah. The best story for this that you just brought up that made me think. <laughs> okay. okay. Do you remember beginning of COVID-19? And I'll say his name. Okay. Because he's a fucking dipshit. And I have hatred in my heart towards him right really? now. Really? Yeah. Ooh, this is juicy. Not hatred. Like, I wouldn't confront him or start a fight. And I don't think about him. But, like, I will never do anything for this guy or be nice to this person again. Okay. So do you remember the beginning of COVID-19? I think, I think once I say the story, you'll be like, I knew the story already. There was a guy who was tweeting. Oh, yeah. 
I know very who you're negatively about, yeah. about comedians and door guys. Yeah, comedy store door guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I was <laughs> I was wondering. I mean, he said like the comedy store is a den of rape and yeah. and and oppression. Was, like, right. I mean, just so terrible. So first he was talking shit about. <laughs> so let me just. I, I know background. the story that you're yeah. gonna say too. <laughs> so let me just do this background. So first, when I see him in person. Always so nice. Always been nice to me, friend. I, I've been nice back, friendly. Uh, always thought he was kind of like a closet homosexual or metrosexual. So he had a ponytail and was really skinny. I would like to say there's you know, a huge difference between a closeted homosexual and a metrosexual. There is a difference, but sometimes it's hard to tell the difference sure. if you don't know them. Okay. So I w- didn't want to make the assumption. I wasn't like, okay, he's for sure gay, but something isn't masculine about this guy. Like there's something slightly. He's effeminate. A loop. He's very effeminate. He he has like long hair. He wears a ponytail. I think he's, he's skinny. I, I think looking. he's native. So like that could like probably be some of the like long hair thing. That's like a oh, spiritual thing. Oh, I always thing. thought he was like Hispanic or something. But maybe he's native. Okay. So well, I, I mean, I think a lot of his Hispanic people have native. I don't know his background, genes. and I don't care. It has nothing to do with why I don't like him. Okay. So in person, always nice. I always heard from various friends of mine that he's. Like a little bitch that starts drama. But it never happened to me. So I was like, he's fine, whatever. Who cares? He's nice to me. Mm-hmm. Then I would see his Twitter. Oh, yeah. And not and this was before I, all this. I wonder what, what this he's was, been saying lately. Where I blocked him on everything. You did? Yeah. So I'll tell you the whole story. You might not know the whole story. So then I would see his Twitter. And this is when we were cool. And he would always like call people out and be very political and... You know, if, if someone was getting canceled or in trouble, he was the first to chime in. Right? Do you remember this? Yes. So he was always the first to chime in. when. I, any, can I just say, yes. either I'm blocked or I blocked him. Because, well, you'll know. You could tell. Well, it says it's his name is now in black instead of highlight. Or he doesn't have a, a, a Twitter mm, anymore. I'd be shocked. I bet you, you either blocked him or he blocked you. But you could tell in your settings if you go through. But let's do this later. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I need I'm, your I'm, full attention. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. It's okay. So he would always tweet of anyone who's getting in trouble in the world, not necessarily comedy, he would be on the ultra left, cancel this horrible person. Right. And always, you know, men are the worst, society is the worst, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it got to the point where I would see so much of that in my feed from him, like him going crazy. And by the way, he's preaching all this stuff. To no one, because he has like twelve followers. He has like twelve followers, and even of at his the, followers, I think no one wants to be part of that. At the max, he would get like one yeah. like, yeah. no retweets or anything right. like that. Yeah. So it's all this stuff coming up in my Twitter feed. The most action that he got was when he started talking shit about the store, and then door guys started replying. Sorry, started replying. <laughs> so, so I would see all this even before all this, and yeah. I had to mute. I muted him because remember I was still cool with him, but I just couldn't have all this negative energy right in my feed. Sure. Anymore, so I muted. I get him. it. So then, he tweeted something like, "This was after right as this. I think it was right around the Chris D'Elia stuff, or maybe it might even be before. It was after. It was after. Okay. Yeah, because the D'Elia stuff kicked off everything. So first he tweeted something like, uh, "Chelsea Skidmore isn't funny. He she just fucked Chris D'Elia to get a job at the comedy store. Something like that. Something yeah. along those lines. It, I'm I'm obviously paraphrasing his tweet, but he insinuated that Chelsea Skidmore isn't funny and she fucked Chris D'Elia to get a job. Right. Which if you know Chelsea, Chris Lee had nothing to do with her getting hired. She got hired so through the general manager. So, 
by him saying that, it's really just mean and nasty and not even true. Right. It'd be one thing if it was mean and nasty and true, but it wasn't. But also, he's he's out here talking about like you shouldn't be slut shaming people, right? And all this stuff. He and then he and then he goes off and goes. The only reason this girl got a job is because she sucked somebody's dick, right? So she slut shamed. Also, girl. if you know Chris D'Elia, the last thing that he would have wanted was for some chick that sucked his dick or that he fucked <laughs> to, to be, be around his to be around place. him there yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she he slut shamed her. And inaccurately. Also, she's married. And she, yeah, and it's disrespectful to her and her new husband, who's also our friend, Steve Randolph, because she, they are married. And, yeah. And they're both in comedy. It was just a very mean and sensitive thing that also happened to be false. Right. So at this point, everyone's kind of watching this guy because he's saying crazy things. Well, so did he make the door guy comment before the one about your parents? So right after the Chelsea Skidmore, he made a comment. And it said, uh, maybe of all the door guys, maybe two of them have made me laugh. Door guys don't get hired for being and, funny. And then, and then to that, I, I, I replied to that comment and I go, he goes, out of all the door guys I've met, yeah. maybe two are funny. Right. I said, out of all the friends I've met, they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And then he sent me a message where he was like, you know, you 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 talk shit, but you were one of the two guys that I was talking about being funny. And, I'm and I was like, like, you still suck. I was like, hey man, me being funny doesn't take away from you being an asshole right now. Yeah, like going after her for no for no reason like that. I mean, it's just right. it's a bad look. So so at this point in my head, I'm like, he thinks that the comedy store is out of business because he doesn't oh, remember 100%. because he doesn't remember that he would go there All every the time. potluck. He ran a show in the ballet room. He wanted to be a part of that place as much Which, as anyone. Which, by the way, he and he would act like battle. the show that he ran in the belly room, uh, what was it called? I don't even remember. Something like a... He acted like that show was this great show that sold out. But the way he got people in there, were, they were his friends that he was getting free beer for. Like, he would, he would, like... He would bribe people with beer in the front row and stuff like that to come and stay and watch the show. He was, yeah, he was not liked even before all this. But right. this took it to another level. So at this point. I used to date someone who had a show at the Improv. And he had a show at the Improv. And he kept pestering her to get on her show. And so finally, he was like, hey, if you put me on your show, I'll, I'll put you on mine. And, oh, he tried and, doing a swap. And she was like, okay. So she put him up, and then she reached out to him twice. And he didn't put her up. And he was like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to have to, like, talk to somebody about this because you're, like, really creeping me out with how, how much you're, you're, like, pushing me on this. And she was like, dude, you said you would put me on your show yeah. if I gave you a spot on mine. That's that's what all he, this is. That's what this this. So he's an asshole. Yeah, and big, so, a huge. So one. when so when all this went down, I was like, this guy is not only an asshole, but he's so stupid because a year from now, things are going to be getting back to normal, and he's not going to be able to enter this place because everyone like, that works there like hates his saying, guts now. He had his show in the belly room. He was there on Mondays for potluck, roast Tuesdays battle. for roast battle. So he's there he at was, least three days a week. At least, yeah. And, so, and to hate it so much to always be there. Right. And he tried to be he tried to be a door guy. Like he was he was very much wanting to be in this yep. place. And maybe that's why maybe when when COVID happened, he has this built up animosity towards it because 
even though he ran a show there. He, a lot he of people knew. lost their fucking minds. Yeah, so he lost his mind. But at this point, I was like, well, this guy, fuck this guy. He just bashed me and all my friends. Yeah. Publicly. To no one, but still. Right. So I told this story in a tweet, essentially, of how there was one time where my family was visiting Los Angeles. So it was me, both my brothers, and my parents. And we were... We went to... By the way, this whole conversation started because I asked you if you had ever been waited on by any of your peers. Yes. So, <laughs> so this guy, who's my, who's my peer, who's been doing comedy probably like four years longer than I have. Oh, that's so um, sad. <laughs> so, um, but like, I'm only saying this now. I would never talk like this. I don't care where someone is in their comedy and what they've accomplished right. and what they haven't accomplished. There's people get success at... Whatever. You get the point. I've been I'm not doing a bad this for, guy. I've, I've been doing it for 14 years, and I still haven't got anything as of yet, but I'm, like, really right. close. Yeah, and I've been doing it for nine, and I haven't got shit. So I am uh, I'm in this mall with my family, and we are hungry. Yeah. So we go to this, like, grilled cheese place. It's like a sit-down, fancy grilled cheese place. They also sell salads and Brussels sprouts and sandwiches. Oh, I bet the grilled cheese is like fucking $9. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's oh, like a, <laughs> a sit-down place. And we're like, oh, let's go there. So we sit down. I'm going to actually, I am going to bleep out his name all the time because I don't even want to give him any sort Anything, of promotion. Yeah. So he actually, I I agree with that. Yeah, not because I'm scared, because like no. I don't even want to. No he'll one en- should look he'll up. He'll probably his... enjoy. Yeah, I don't want anyone yeah. looking him up. He'll probably enjoy. The actually, what would be press. great is when he sees us talking about him, and all he hears is this l- guy with a long ponytail, and his name is B. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This exactly. guy that ran. You should bleep out the name of his show as well. I will. The I'll beep show. The beep show. The bleep show. So he comes up, and he's our waiter. And instantly, because he's not a good friend of mine, I didn't know he worked there. Uh, I wouldn't even call him a friend. He's not even a good acquaintance of mine. I weirdly felt um, kind of bad because yeah. he's been doing comedy longer than me, and I don't have a waiter job, and he's waiting on me and my family. But I was like, okay, we're here, right? So whatever. And he was really nice, and he was a great waiter. And we all ordered our grilled cheese sandwiches, and he brought them up to us, and he gave, I think he gave my dad like a little discount because my dad paid for the meal for the family. Right. And it was great. We tipped him nice. Probably, I'm guessing 20, 30%. I can't remember, but we tipped well. And my mom, you know, was asking him, oh, you're a comedian. You know, Ari, blah, blah, you know, just chit chat. This was over the weekend. Right. Monday comes around. I'm hosting Potluck. Mm-hmm. And he's waiting in the room, sitting there, you know. Uh, if you don't know what potluck is, friends and family, yeah, is like uh, the open mic portion is one one through sixteen is uh, randomly picked. Yeah, there's a so potluck is a show at the comedy store every Monday, and the first hour is open mic. Then it's friends and family where it's like me and all the door guys, and I pick I get maybe to pick three or four spots of people to put on, and then after that is paid regulars, big bigger comedians who are coming in to try out stuff. So. I'm hosting the show. And he's just sitting there. And he's sitting hungry. there. One of the moves, if you know the host, is to sit in the room and kind of, you know, hope that the host will feel bad and put you up. Or not even feel bad, but just have the time and know that you're you, funny. Know that you're funny and put you up. And I genuinely, in my head, I'm hosting. And in my head, I'm thinking, man, I should get this guy up. He just served me and my family 
grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> yesterday or the day before. You know, I had a girl had, offer me a blowjob if I put her up on potluck, and I was like, I respect this stage too much for that. And you were willing to do it for a grilled cheese sandwich? Well, not well. Remember, he didn't give me grilled cheese. It was just I felt bad for him because the two <laughs> days ago he had he had waited on me and my family. I should have got that blowjob. I realized I absolutely up. I would have taken the blowjob. I, I would up. take a blowjob from a, a cute girl for that. But no one's ever offered me a blowjob. People have offered like trading spots on shows, and even I don't do that shit. No, um, but you would do sexual favors. Sex to me is. Is harder to come by than getting a spot on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta lower your standards, I guess. But to be clear, I've never uh, offered or been offered or have taken sexual favors for a spot on. Anyway, I'm hosting. The, I'm hosting. <laughs> you feel like you had to say that these days? Yeah, kind of. Because Joey I, I, Diaz got in trouble for saying that. That he That's did it what twenty he got years ago. Yeah, for that twenty years ago. He would take a blowjob for a show. Or you know what? Like that. When I was starting out, wait, go, please, can we come back to this? Yes, we'll come All right, back. So, finish telling the story about. So, I'm feeling bad about, for this guy because he had served me and my family sandwiches. I'm like, I should get him up. He's a waiter. Like, he just served me, me and my parents and my brothers. I should get him up. But, long story short, I didn't get him up. Right. Because Not because I didn't want to, but because it's hard and I had friends that I wanted to get up over him. That were, that Some was girl had just sucked your dick and you were <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta get her up. <laughs> So the day goes by and I feel a little guilty. Not, I didn't message him or anything. It wasn't real guilt, but I was like, ah, damn, I didn't get a guess up. Oh, well, maybe next time. In my head, I, I justify it as he's never, I've done development spots on his show, but he's never reached out for me to do his sure. show. So whatever, fuck it. Then I see that tweet and I, I told that story and I said, and I felt bad that I didn't get him up, but turns out I made the right decision. And it was like just a, and then he like replied with a. He replied. I thought your family was very nice. Yeah, yeah. He said you and your family were really funny and nice, or something like that. And I didn't think anything of it. But then I ended up having to block him because my so his tweet about how door guys suck got like two likes from people I have no two people I don't know who they are. Right. My tweet about him serving me and my family grilled cheeses and me saying he sucked at the end, not in those words, but paraphrasing myself, got like 50 or 60 likes. Oh, it wow. Got, it did you very brought, well. You brought too much attention to him. Yeah, so it like my tweet didn't blow up, but it blew up f- for my tweet. I'm yeah. almost certain that I don't have him blocked. Uh, so maybe he blocked you. So my tweet does very well. All these people, by the way, and he had so many enemies that literally all his enemies were screenshotting the tweet and texting me that day like, you're fucking awesome for doing this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like People were loving it. Yeah. He then texts me, or not texts me, messages me and goes, hey, I'm hearing from all these girls that you're a creep and you're going to get canceled next, so you might as well come clean now because they're coming after you next. He and thought then, he was going to like trick you into... And then he goes, good luck, loser. So I block him on Twitter, right? Then he goes to my Instagram, same thing. He's just DMing me. You're a creep. All these people are saying you're a creep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's a creep? Who oh is a creep? Oh, my God. He has a picture of himself with his naked, long hair. Naked, naked with... His voting, is, his voter's ballot covering over, his, his penis. over his penis, yeah. Anyway, blocked him on everything. Uh, that was the story of the guy, my peer, waiting on me. His last post was November 4th. <laughs> what? 
I think I, I think he might have deleted his. Tw- I mean, maybe, maybe. not. But you he know, should. He should. He was. He had like a mental breakdown on Twitter. I wanted to say this about that, uh, yeah. like sexual yeah. favors for stage time or whatever. I think I, I I came up in Seattle at a very woke time. And I think Seattle's always been woke. Yeah, but I, I think especially with stuff like that, like people always made real sure to talk about how sleazy and creepy guys were that that did that. So it never even like came into my mind to try and like be like, hey, you know, if you want to get on this show, you know, like because I didn't want anybody to. I mean, also it is like it's just a, a, a bad thing to do. Same thing in LA. People always talked about the producers that tried to get laid from running a show. <laughs> and so then when I got to LA and I was a door guy at the comic, and someone was offering me sexual favors for, I was like, are you out of your mind? No. Not doing that. No way. I think for in- a few reasons. Number one, I don't want people to look at me and be like, wow, how pathetic that he's willing to give stage time to somebody for something like that. But also, like, I, I, I told her, I was like, I respect comedy too much for that. Like, Good for if you, if you want to do that, then you can do it, but I'm not giving you stage time. And then if you're funny one day, I'll, I'll, I'll put you I'll up there. I'll be more likely to give you stage time because you did but that. But the two, no, no, no. The two are not connected at all. Right. Like, that is the thing. But at least I'll know you. <laughs> at least, like, hey, no. you'll be on my radar. No, no. Yeah, I, like, I'll be more aware of when you get good. Mm-mm. Like, I, I'll put you up either way if you're good, but I'll be more likely I, I knew this person to know perfectly fine. That was, <laughs> all I was saying was that that was something they wanted to do. That was just a decision that they were making. It was not going to get them any favors. But I would never put someone up on stage for I'd like to, to, imagine, to trade them. I don't know anyone personally who has, who has, like, said to a girl, hey, if you give me a blowjob or fuck me, I'll, I'll give you a station. Yeah. I don't know that that person exists. I think in my mind that if a producer of a show wanted to hook up with that comic, they would just book them and hope, oh, that would be a good chance for me to talk to her and yeah. maybe we could work something out. Yeah, I, yeah, I maybe imagine we could that, hook up. That's how I would imagine that. I would, would imagine that's how someone happen. would try to use that power in their, for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just, you know, strike up a conversation. Yeah. Hey, after the show, you want to go get a drink? Was Where cool was this show, show it at? It was Hooters on Hollywood Boulevard. What a great room. This was before this was before Stephen Holloman ran. Right, but this was but, back in the day. But it was, was it not still great. upstairs up there? It was the same spot, but it was bad. I mean, it was bad when was he bad. had it for a while. No, but it was for way some worse. Reason, it was way worse. Bill Burr dropped in there one yes. time. <laughs> like it had the makings of becoming a great room. Yeah, it could have. They built a good stage for it. it we, I built you, that you stage. Got some, build, you got I, to see uh, some breasts when you walked in. Not bare, mm-hmm. but, the, I mean, they were covered with the Hooters uniform. So my sto- you started in Seattle. My starting into comedy was I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. I was interning at Laugh Stop and doing shitty, really shitty open mics in L.A. Yeah. And I was, like, desperately looking to get on shows, you know, so I could get better. Yep. But as a new comic in L.A., you know, it's next to impossible. Yeah, you can't. It's, so it's lottery I, mics. And I stuff. did. I was able to. So I was able to get on four shows a week. And here's how: I responded to this random Craigslist ad. I would look up comedy on Craigslist, and I responded to this guy that says, "Hey, I need someone to hand out tickets to the comedy show, and in trade, you'll get a spot." Like barking, essentially. Yes. But I didn't know what barking was at the time. But I was like, "I'll and do I, that." I don't think most people do unless they live in New York. Right. That's a New York thing. But it was happening on Hollywood you Boulevard. You want to explain to the audience what barking, barking is? is 
you if you for example it happens very much on uh, Times Square. You'll be walking Times Square and someone will be like, "Hey, if you want tickets to a comedy show, come to this comedy show tonight. We could buy tickets." And they kind of suck tourists into going and watching comedy. In LA, that's not really a thing. But there's small instances of it, like when John Hollywood Lovett's Boulevard. Com- Hollywood Boulevard or John Lovett's Comedy Club at Universal City Walk had some of it. So I responded to the ad, and I said, I, w- I just moved here from San Diego. I would, uh, I'm a new comedian, and I would love to do it. And the guy responded back. He goes, I'm from San Diego. Come on by. So I ended up doing that for like, I want to say two years straight. Wow. Like four nights a week. And on Friday and Saturday nights, it was two shows a night. Was it worth it? So worth it, dude, because... That Hooters room was bad, but there were times when it was good, and it was still better than any open mic because there were real. We would usually get you know ten to fifteen real people yeah. up there. So, well, I was brand new to comedy and starting in a city which I also have now found out is a bad city to start comedy in. Terrible city. But for me, the the yeah. time is so limited that even if you're getting like multiple spots, it's still only three minutes. Right. So I was getting up. Four nights a week doing 10-minute spots on each show. Fridays and Saturdays, two shows each. So I was getting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, one show, three shows, six shows a week. That's great. As a brand-new comedian. I mean, I don't even do that many now. Uh, Yeah, I don't every time. I don't all the time either. I mean, when when we're not in lockdown due to COVID-19, I don't do six shows a week. I was doing a lot of shows, and I was honestly, I was feeling sharp. And I I saw myself getting better. And when you're doing six shows a week, too, you get bored of material faster. Yeah. So I was... It was really good. It was really cool. That was my I uh, I actually started in L.A. I lived an hour and a half north of here mm-hmm. and I would come down and do the Sportsman's Lodge I've open heard of mic which was terrible and then six months into it I moved to Seattle, Washington and but the, like the thing with comedy there was you, you would there were like bar shows where people who t- two years in were getting like 10 minute spots totally. yeah you know I three years in I was I was featuring for every club and then at some point, I started headlining these casino shows around where you had to do an hour. Like triple run type stuff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was like, I was so far ahead as far as like time-wise, like yeah. having material yeah. than what you would ever get in Yeah, in because LA. here's how you get material. Here's how, at least from me, in your head, you go, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write every day, I'm going to have so much material, it doesn't even matter. And you meet these comedians who are like three weeks and they're like, I have an hour of material re- written. And you're like, no, you don't, you delusional loser. But- how you actually get material is forced to doing it. Like I had five minutes, then someone's like, you have to do 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, I better come up with 10 minutes then. And yeah. then I, once you do that a few times, you're like, okay, I could do 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes. Then someone's like, hey, I need you, you to You got do- seven minutes. You stretch it out with a little bit of crowd yeah, but work. But for real, that's how, it's, that's how you get, that's how yeah. at least for me, how I get. So the first time I featured, I maybe had 10 or 15 minutes and the guy's like, you have to do 20 or 25. And I'm like, Okay, well, I have to do it. So that that's how I get there. Yeah. So I imagine like how I'll get to an hour is by having to do hours. Yep. I mean, you just I I I will say this. I I don't think people give enough credit to actually sitting down and writing. I know it's not the most popular method. I I think people like to have an idea and then go up on stage. But man, I have just really developed a lot of stuff through. Just sitting down every morning and, and writing in a But notebook. what I mean is you could write every morning, 
but that doesn't mean you have an hour until you no, no, no. go up and do that hour and make that hour work. Like you might have an hour of jokes, but then weaving together and doing an hour at once is all a whole I'm other saying beast. is that refining stuff and making it better. Mm -hmm. Like there really is a, a lot to see. And when I sit down and write in the morning, I'm not sitting down necessarily thinking about anything. I just sit down. And I start writing. Hey, good morning. I'm I'm writing in in you right now, and I, like I talk to my notebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then like sometimes I'll like. Uh, my brain just starts going into a certain direction. But then also that just immediately kicks off a creative spark to where the rest of the day, my mind's working in a different pattern. Right. You're thinking of, okay, what can, can I write about that? Can yeah. I write about that? Totally. And I think too many people, like, I, I think Bill Burr was a negative influence on a lot of people by saying that he does it right. And I think a lot of people idolize him. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is he may not be writing, but he is talking into a microphone every week for an he's hour. He's writing in his head. Yeah, yeah he, for but, sure. he, but he's yeah. also like working out these these uh, premises on his podcast. Yeah. We we don't necessarily have that that benefit or that sure. option, you sure, know. Sure. So like it it is important and and maybe he's dyslexic. Who knows why the fuck he don't write. But if you actually sit down and write, your comedy of will course, be better. Of course. But what all I'm saying is if you sit down and write every day, but you're only doing five, ten minute spots, you don't have an hour just because you've nope. written an hour in your notepad. And you'll 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 be like, okay, on this set I did five, on this set I did five, I have ten minutes. But if you put those two sets together, they might not go well together. It's like yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's an overlap of, of you like, hey, Figuring how's everybody out. doing? Like you know, just your little your little segues into each thing. They they kind of take away. So when you actually put start putting stuff together. It's not it's not three different five minute sets equaling fifteen minutes, and now it's a little bit closer to ten or eleven. Yeah. You, you lose out. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. All right, should we call it? I mean, no, I'm kidding. We, What's we, your we issues? Didn't do, you didn't do any. What's any your therapy. issues? Dude, I'm actually great. No, I, you're not. I am. Uh huh. I, I've. I like I like really started working on some great stuff. Uh, well, you got your Fox pilot potentially. You got a baby girl coming along the way, and I apologize for the things I said about her initially. I didn't know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I uh, I just I started during when coronavirus hit. I started going out, started hiking a lot. I started camping. Uh, Do you think you could handle the hike I took you on now? Yeah, I mean, it, it would still be difficult. I'm not I'm not in great shape, but I I do go on a lot of a lot more hikes now. That's so, good. but it, it definitely like got me out and being in nature. I'll even say this. There have been times where like Lee and I have gone on camping trips. And then when we come back, it takes me like a day or two to feel good again because like. You're so tired from hiking. No, I'm saying like being back in the city is upsetting. You know, there's a lot of good hiking in the city that people and I don't do realize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually go. My favorite is in Malibu. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite too. There's like a Los, Los Lions trail. Is a really good one, and then there's one that my buddy always likes to go. The problem with the ones in LA are that half of it is on a road. It's like a residential street. Oh, I could take you to ones that aren't. There's a lot. There's <laughs> um, a lot that aren't. So Pasadena has a lot of good hiking. Yeah, uh, that's pretty difficult. The one I took you on, obviously, there's some in Malibu. There's the Griffith Observatory hike. They're pretty. I, I don't know good if we hikes. talked about this before, but. You know, the whole thing with me, like, saying I was going to quit comedy was that at that point in time, I was unsatisfied. I was unhappy. And the lesson that I learned when I was in Seattle at Boeing, and I was depressed to the point where I was 
worried that I was going to commit suicide. I didn't know you were. Did was, you talk about that last time? I'm not sure if we actually talked about that or not. You were so sad you were contemplating suicide? I I would, like, cry myself to sleep at night because I was afraid I was going to kill myself, not because I wanted to kill myself. But if you were afraid you were going to kill yourself, then that means you were not going to kill yourself. I think that I thought that I might be getting to the point where I was I was going to do that because Jesus. I was so fucked up. But, you know, I went to therapist. I got, I got prescribed certain medications, and, like, nothing was working. Um, and even when I was, like, seeing a psychiatrist for the, for the meds, and I was like, hey, like, once I, like, kind of even out here, is everything okay? I'm, like, the getting into time. some serious shit. I think shit. I did it because I was uncomfortable. Keep going. Sorry, I like this. <laughs> You're ma- it was so serious that I got a little All uncomfortable. All right, let me tell you this very tragic shit that was Continue. going on in my life. Let me check the levels real quick. I think that was like what the I hell? think that was a subconscious like thing saying like get out what of this you, situation. What were you even looking at? I was making sure I hit record on the audio. I was thinking I think this was so good that I was like, what if I'm not recording this? And that thought popped in my head. Like, what if? I- oh god! <laughs> I don't even want to finish. You have story to. You have now. to. It's so good. So I I basically just asked the psychiatrist like, hey, once once I like level out, uh, will I ever be able like? wean myself off of the medication and he was like not as long as you live in seattle because seasonal affective oh, disorder right. is like a real thing yeah and so i just started looking at my job there my life i i, I was not happy in in seattle and i just made the decision that i was going to leave and pursue comedy and entertainment full-time mm-hmm. and as soon as i left like i was i was great four years no problems and then that last year when I was talking to you, I just wasn't getting fulfillment. I, I think I had gone through like a lot of, a lot of projects that had gone up to like, the same people who produced Impractical Jokers had like a, a show with me that they were pitching to Lifetime and all mm-hmm. these other places, and there was just a lot of a lot of potential uh, things that didn't pan out. Right. Yeah. And, and then I was just like, I don't think I can c- continue doing this, and. And then I think I got the door guy job. I think I think we did talk about that. So you that needed prior. a win. You needed a win, and the door guy job was that win for you. It was because like being not, being a door guy at the store, you're now on shows with the people that you are trying to get to the level of. Yeah. And so even though Joe Rogan doesn't know who I am, I'm still on a lineup with him. Yeah. You know, like I, you're you're now in the presence. Of, of the success that you're striving for. Right. And that just kind of like reignited my fire. Right. That's great. And I think like that what what basically what I'm saying is is I I every time that I, I hit a point in my life now to where I start to like pull back a little bit and I'm not I'm not, I, I'm like, ooh, I might be going back to like an I just evaluate my life, what I have going on, and I, I look at where I need to make adjustments to, mm-hmm. to bring happiness back into my life. So, and you didn't have this skill of doing that four years ago. Now you have six the year, skill. Six, six years, years ago. No, but even during the podcast, you didn't really have. No, because were, I was looking at making a change. At that point. The change was quitting comedy at that point. So The change was, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I was looking at getting back, go, moving to Texas mm-hmm. and, and working in, the, in aviation because there was just a lot going on with with living in LA that was just starting to become a little overwhelming, I think. I think that's great. I mean, I think it's great that the door guy job gave you 
the confidence or the happiness or whatever that fulfillment. I just, I just needed a because little more. For me, this sounds like ungrateful because I th- I really thought I wanted to be a door guy. Yeah. But as soon as I got the job, like literally week and a half in, I was like, That's fuck a- this. Well, you tried to talk me out of it. You and said I think I it's why, like because it. in my head I was like, dude, like it's not what you think it is. But but then I talked to people. I think there's people like that, and then there's people like what this. What did you think it was going to be? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think so. Okay, so when I think of people who, who really appreciate that job and what it does for them, it's like you, uh, Hormos loves it, Frank Castillo, Abby, like a lot of people, uh, obviously Feng Chao, Jeffrey Burner. Like I'd say most of the door guys, they're like, I'm a door guy. The comedy store is the shit. I love being a part of it. I love watching my peers and these comics are all around me and blah, blah, blah. It's his family. But as soon as I start working there in my head, I'm like, I'm watching all these people do what I want to be doing. I can't get up while I'm working. I mean, you can, but you know what I mean? Like you're not getting up while you're working. And I just felt like I took a step backwards in a way. And I was like, this isn't doing comedy. This is working at a comedy club. And, I just found myself getting bitter and tired and just feeling so like you would have you would have preferred just barking for for the Hooters. Well, and doing the all, funny all thing those is, spots. so the Hooters barking ended right before I became a door guy. That's why I became a door guy. Is um, I'd done it for two years. Yeah. So I was kind of sick of doing it. Not in the same way I didn't like working a door guy. But I was just tired of it. I was like, I'm ready for. So when it ended, because Guam Felix used to do it with me, and he. Uh, he won Let's Make a Deal, and he got like 50000 He won like what? the most thing. It's funny because he would always say he would walk in. If you don't know who Guam Felix is, he's a comedian. He is like an overweight <laughs> person. He calls His name really isn't Guam Felix. He's from the territory of Guam, and people call him Guam. He goes by Guam because he's from Guam. Oh, that's not Guam. his real name? His name's not Guam. He's I'm from, not, he used to live in Guam. He's also 50 years old. He's 50 years and old. He looks he has like kids. he's 30. He, he's older. I mean, to be fair. He's been doing comedy. He started in San Diego. He's been doing comedy for like 15 or 20 years. Wow. He's, anyway, so I used to do those shows with him. And he would always come in and he'd talk about how he was going to win the lottery. That's something. If, if you don't, he would always say, like, when I win the lottery, I'm going to buy a comedy club and you guys are all going to do spots. I'm going to buy a house and you guys can all live in it for free. Like, he'd always talk about this grandiose dream of him winning the lottery, but he didn't buy lottery tickets. He just barked with us at Hooters and was on uh, disability. <laughs> so he comes back. Wait, did he buy a comedy club? <laughs> so, well, he won. He didn't win. A, you know, he won fifty grand, which was still. We were all like amazed by this, right? Yeah. Guam comes back, and it's like me, Jake Marin, Terrell Wright, Jimmy Oye. How does this dude not have a car? <laughs> I think he won a car on he it. He doesn't have a no, car. No, I don't even think he has a you license. Ha- you have to give him a ride I don't, I don't home. think he has a driver's license. He would, like, I would, be, I would be in first. the office drinking with one of the managers, like, after after the club was closed. And then Guam would come in and be like, hey, Mitch, come on, man. He, he's got to take me home. And I, I would just be like, dude, we're having fun. <laughs> you quit, if, you, if you don't want to have fun, go wait out for a fucking cab. So we were working. Me and Guam were doing these <laughs> Hooter shows. And he, uh, he would always tell these waitresses, these beautiful waitresses, and again, Guam's a 50-year-old, overweight, bald, Guamanian man. He would always say to these young waitresses, he'd go, 
girl, when I win the lottery, I'm going to take you to Hawaii and we're going to do all these things. They'd laugh and go, ha ha, okay, Guam, right? It's it's kind of like trying to compare him to someone like uh, maybe like Don Barris. Sure. If Don Barris is like how he hits on girls in the but audience. But not as vulgar. But not as vulgar. But you know how right. like Don Barris will like, in the if a girl's in the audience, she, yeah. he'll be like, girl, I'm going to... Do all these things, and it's a jo- he's doing it as a joke right. for the most part. Like he probably would do it if they were like okay, uh-huh. but he's doing a joke. So he would say, Guam would say to these waitresses, "I'm take you to Hawaii." He wins. Let's make a deal, and he says to this waitress, he goes, um, "Hey, I won all this money. Let's go to Hawaii." Like, not as a joke for real, for real, yeah, for let's real. Let's do it. And she was like, uh, "Listen." I thought you were joking all this time. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. I never assumed you I have, would win $50,000. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. I can't go to Hawaii with you, right? And um, then I think he, like, said something mean to her, like, took it the wrong way. And and basically, that was, like, the final straw for our show because the waitresses always hated our show oh, God. anyway because they were never the center of so attention. So because we he were, won money, he was like, fuck you, bitch, or whatever. Yeah, he, I think he was like, fuck you, bitch, something like that. And our show was, the manager was like, you guys are done. You guys are done here. And um, Who actually ran the show? There was this guy named Sean Kelly. So no, nobody. What do you mean? Like nobody that would like it, is still involved in comedy? No, no, like we all ran the show kind of at the end. We were all running the show, but the, the they basically said you guys cannot run the show anymore. But I'm saying like you were you were brought in by someone to bark. I was brought in by this guy named Sean Kelly. And what is he doing these days? These days he lives in San Diego with his wife, but at the time he was a comedian. He would yeah. come in and do spots and do comedy. He started the the Comedy Palace in San Diego back in the day. Oh, okay, at the Greek restaurant. At the Greek restaurant. He moved up to L.A. He sold a reality show that he hosted, and he ran this little room at the Hooters. He was the host of, uh, it was called, it was like Come one of on, auction. It's an auction where they auction off shipping container, or shipping things. Uh, you talking about storage, uh, storage wars? wars? But it wasn't, it was, it was uh, True TV's storage, it was like Storage Hunters. I think it was called. So it was like the shittier storage wars. Yeah. He would always How say. How do you get away with it? Hey, uh, you know these Pawn Star guys, they got a, they got a cool thing. I, I, got, a, I got an idea for a show. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a convenience store where people can haggle the prices. <laughs> so like he, so he was a creator and host of Storage Hunters. And even the, it, that, by the way, is a crossover of Storage Wars and Ghost Hunters. They're looking for haunted storage containers. <laughs> it was just Storage Wars on True TV. Okay. But this was at the height of Storage Wars. So it was actually a very popular show. Yeah. Um, I think in Europe, it was like the number two show. I and love- he was like legitimately a, a theater act in Europe from the show Storage Hunters. So I used to do voiceover work for a YouTube channel called Action Figure Therapy. And the uh, space that he used to rent it out belonged to one of the guys on Storage Wars, uh, Dennis. Yeah, that I think. started as a production space. Yeah, no. So it was his. It was his shop. Oh, okay. That he that he keeps all of his stuff that he gets from the from the storage containers. And it was just my my buddy had one. They were he's had it set up as a like a voiceover studio, and then his like garage shop thing was in the same industrial complex. And so I'd come out and I'd see him after I'd get through doing that. 
and and he was the one that didn't he he kind of like looked like me like he didn't have sleeves uh-huh. and he had a son that he would take away. I think his name was Dennis. I, I can't remember. I, I remember Dave. He was on the show. Yeah. yeah. So Dave was the one who was. I was like, yep. <laughs> and then there was the married couple. I've never seen the show. There was the married couple, and then there was the weirdo who like was always looking for the artifacts, and then there was the the. I th- the guy who like I and he I would owned see the space that you would go to you so you like next door next door yeah yeah so Sean I remember see so he hosted that show he, so he would get all these like corporate auctioneering jobs mm-hmm. where he'd go and be the auctioneer and he'd made a pretty good I think he made a grip of money from I mean from that I think show. if you can if you can be the EP and that show went on like ten seasons it went on a shitload if of time. you're the EP you get a good bit of money yeah and then the show went a long time and then he brought in his friends like uh, Terrell Wright who's a comedian. Was one of the guys who the who auctioned. I think that's the auction, how, and the security guard Camro was a. Yeah. I, I think they get a lot of people like that too. Like you, you, you bring an idea to a production company, it doesn't quite work. They're like, mm, no, this isn't great. And then like a couple years later, you'll see a show very similar to your premise because like he said that was Storage Wars. He said he is he is. He was the guy who came up with the idea, and they ripped him off. That's what he said. Dude, I knew the guy who came up with Duck Dynasty. He was with the Duck Dynasty guys doing hunting videos for them and telling them that they should do a reality show. And then they did and, it without him. And told him how how they should like pitch it. And then he he like leave this the off season, no hunting. So mm-hmm. you know he goes, and then he's like trying to get in touch with them about shooting some more hunting videos nobody's answering his phone call he turns on a and e and there's the fucking duck dynasty guys doing the show that he came up with i never this, believe those guys though th- i do because i i shot a pilot for him like wow. he he was a dude like he was like real high up with like field and stream magazine like he was involved in the industry so he like did stuff but so it also could have been like he was telling them them that and other someone else was telling them the same thing like maybe a fuck you know i never how many people listen it'd be like this if you said to me ari you need to do this this and this to get a show and then i got the show because i literally listened to you and got the show what kind of shit person wouldn't be like hey man just you know i took your advice and got the show thank you so much let me buy you something (laughs) or get you a job on it i think i think think you hear so many stories because you know what that is that is admitting so it's like when someone accidentally kills someone in like a, an accident or something, the one thing you can never do is say you're sorry because right. saying sorry admits guilt. That's why like people always talk about how oh this fuck this person's acting like a celebrity mm-hmm. involved in an accident. They'll always be like, they're acting so cold and heartless. And so, that's because their lawyers have told them, if you say you're sorry, if you show anything that looks like you're admitting guilt, you will you will be like required to pay out millions of dollars yeah so like of course not if, if you like gave me advice for something and then i got it i'm not gonna be like hey ari man i took your advice and because See, then you, i would i would try and you, hook them up then you could take that and be like look i i created this show i gave him the thing and then he admitted it he said that i wouldn't admit it i'd just be like you helped me and you gave me some ideas and i want to reward you well for i that. just want to go on record and you ain't never done shit for me okay i agree and we can end the podcast right there. You ain't never done nothing for well, me. Well, no, I've done stuff. Nothing. I owe you nothing. You owe me your whole goddamn life. You wouldn't even uh, give me recommendations at the comedy store. I had to go through no, I other doors. I guys. recommended you. <clears throat> this is a this conversation wow. is my hard. recommendation means nothing. I've only recommended uh 
think two different door- I think I recommended you and Bruce Gray I recommended. Well, such great company I keep. <laughs> you don't like Bruce Gray? I love Bruce. Oh. Bruce Gray is a My great girlfriend guy. wants me to pick some stuff up on the way home. Where? Yeah, you At keep texting store. during the podcast. Like I'm just looking. Never She's had just... such a rude guest before. I'm sure you have. I think you've gone on your phone four different. I could count. Well, I've been looking up things to continue yeah, the conversation. At this point, it's just wow. Who behaves as? It's I like, mean, I can. You're going to host your own show. You. Are you going to look up? Are you going to go on your phone to look stuff up during your Fox no, because show? Because it'll be uh, basic television, basic cable, <laughs> basic local cable. It'll be network TV. So you have no problems I could help you with. I mean, I clearly. Help clearly help you with the way you dress i dress fine wearing a probably a 30 year old faded flower I this, polo I bought this shirt during during covid that shirt you bought during covid yeah okay well you were wearing a flower one of the ugliest shirts i've ever seen i'll have you know i don't have any jokes a lot I'm of not people, a lot of people just, tell me they really like this show. shirt that's a hideous shirt and you're wearing not. a yellow, a bright yellow a Bass Pro Shop. I love hat. it. They pay you? No. You're but they should. By that? Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. Use coupon code. Or Cabela's, therapy. depending on what part of the country you live in. That's what it's called in some parts of the country? Cabela's. Never yeah. heard of that. What part of the country is Cabela's? Just different places. Yeah, where? Name one county that calls Bass Pro Shop Cabela's. Outside of Seattle. It's a Cabela's. Yeah, in Tacoma, and it's the Washington. same company? Yep. Interesting. That's lovely. Anything else we should talk about? I think I'm good, man. I mean, I uh, I just am at a very good place. Now, if, I, if something happens with this show, I might need to come back on in like two weeks and we can really work some stuff out. Yeah, what if, if you don't get the show, oh, you mean? God, yeah. It could happen. Huh? I can't imagine. Any... I feel like you're jumping the gun. Excited, being I'll show excited you some. About it. I'll show you some stuff off off air or whatever you want to call it. Did and I I'm... tell you a story of when I thought I got ten thousand dollars but didn't? No. Okay. So have you heard of the comedian name Ben Glebe? Oh yeah, I know Ben Glebe. Okay. I you have told me this story. I got it. Yeah, you yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. You won went on a game show. Won, won the game show. And, and then the, you posted about it on Twitter. I didn't post about it. Um, I just told his manager. I knew his ma- I knew Ben Glee's manager. Oh, and, and I told Ben Glee's manager that I won the game show. And I wasn't supposed to tell anyone because I had signed like a confidentiality right. agreement. And that manager opened his went on set and was like, Oh wow, my uh my client hosts the show and and my friend Ari won the show. Well, wait, weren't you also his client in that? No, what the I wasn't his client. Was? I helped him with his podcast. I thought there was an issue with like I was never his client. No, so it wasn't that. Uh, I would be. Who? Oh yeah, that was my good manager. Beat that out now too. No, I'm a good guy. Uh, but yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been fun. I feel like it's missing something. I don't know what I mean. There was murder, mystery, intrigue. It was there was definitely a lot of great moments to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's there's something missing. Do you have a story of your biggest failure? Everything's going great for you now. What's like you you mentioned that someone was pitching a show for you and didn't go through? But do you have like an ultimate moment in your comedy where you're like, well, no, but me. you know, you know what? There there is a thing that happens to me, and that is whenever. I get opportunities for success. I do fall into depression. From oh, you when you get rejected from an opportunity. No, no, no. When I get the opportunity before the de- before a rejection, 
just as soon as like when I got my first manager in LA, when I started pitching shows to 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 networks and stuff, things like that, when I got this phone call about this thing, that I always start getting depressed because I I I so I had to really start working on like manifestations where I'm just I'm just like I got this. I'm I'm really I'm really grateful that I have this. I deserve good things, blah, blah, blah. Because as soon as opportunity would hit, I would just start thinking about not getting it. Right. And that would make me depressed. You thought and about sad. the failure before the failure even happened. And before I even had a chance to fail, I was already in my mind failing. Got it. Because to me, this is almost like a lottery, but it's not. There is a lot, of, like, depending upon you. Your likability, your talent, your your willingness to work and, and yeah, do things. who you know, who you meet, who you're friends with. There's so, how many followers you have. There's so many things. But in my in my mind, you know, I'm I'm always kind of like, I am just one of thousands of other people trying to do this. Tens of thousands of people trying to do this. Mm-hmm. So why would they choose me? Like it just it sucks that I'm even getting called because it's it's just it's it's like. It's like getting you almost to the edge and then pulling you back before you, you you're able to take off. Yeah. And and I I would like get in my head about that a lot. And even this time I still kind of did it, but I I like really pushed pushed forward with the whole I I got this kind of mentality. See, I have the mentality. This is my mentality. I don't think this is the right mentality either. But my mentality is I'm not even I just want the opportunity to go fail like right. i would love to audition for things and i always go into whenever i get a big audition or a pitch or whatever in my head i'm like i'm not gonna i have the same thing where i'm like there's so many people i'm not getting this right but hey it's cool that i'm i'm gonna go give it my best shot and i would love it's cool that i'll get a fail at this and if i get it awesome i won the lottery mm-hmm. but if i don't cool another lottery ticket i've been lucky to fail and I think that that has built me up to a, a point now where, like, I, I shot a pilot for the Outdoor Channel, mm-hmm. and that was not when great. When was that? I didn't hear about that. Oh, man, this is probably, like, my first year or second oh. my second year in L.A. Okay, a long time like, ago. Like, I got a chance for that, like, real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I go back and I watch the video, and I'm like, yeah, I can see where I was, like, I, 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 I wasn't comfortable on, on, on stage or whatever on, in front of the camera. Uh-huh. And then I got, like... Of a podcast on like a, a veteran network, and then I got put on that on that that TV show Punchline, where it was kind of like at midnight, mm-hmm. and so just all these little things like started happening to where I wasn't getting the big role, but I was just getting more and more comfortable. Yeah. So that now when this one when this opportunity is here, you're more prepared. Now I'm just gonna go in there like this is mine. Right. You know, there's nothing to be worried about anymore. Yeah. Because I, I have had those opportunities. Yeah, you have the chops. But in the past, I just never experienced any opportunities like this. So the opportunities kind of scared me mm-hmm. and just made me constantly think about fail. I don't like to fail. Sure. You know, some people like like to do like it to and fail. learn and improve. But I like to not fail, but I like to, yeah, fail. You like the opportunity? I'd li- I like the chance to fail. Yeah. See, I when I signed with my manager, he's like, well, what are your goals? I was like, this is going to sound dumb. But I want to get rejected by a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, I was like, I just want to be in the room to get rejected because that's not what I'm getting now. I think Chappelle shot like 19 pilots. Yeah, before anything that he did got picked up. I just don't know that I have that much 
uh, industry behind me. So yeah, I, I got the, I got the one. Like I got to make it work. <laughs> I think I you just will. Want, I just want like five seasons. <laughs> That's all I want, dude. I'd be happy with one season. <laughs> Well, Could I you hope imagine? that uh, your Fox uh-huh. show happens. I hope you have $250,000 and you don't have to quit comedy and you could maybe even send your daughter to college. Even if I just get the pilot, I'll I'll be happy. But I I think that it's going to go on. And I think I'm going to get one season out of it. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. I can't wait to update the crowd, the audience on your journey through local Fox News. It'll be, it'll be fun. 18, 18 regions. Los Angeles, New York, Atlanta, and then 15 other ones. And if you can't, if you're not one of those regions, YouTube, baby. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube's where it's Is at. Is that the um, ending that you were looking for? Thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, I was really just doing research when we were talking. Follow, yeah, even though Mitch is a rude piece of shit, follow him at Mitch Burrow. On everything. On everything. He's a good friend of mine. I didn't even talk to you about how... I don't know if I talked about it on the last podcast, but how we met. Uh, when you were cutting an onion? I think we I, talked about that. We did, yeah. When you were slicing an onion at, at the... Funnier Die. Funnier Die. Does that even exist anymore? Uh, funnier Die, I think if it does, it's a lot smaller. But yeah. this was... Uh, how many years ago was that? Five years ago? I mean, probably four. Four years ago. Maybe five. They were doing this. Was it an open mic? Yes. They were doing an open mic at the it Funny was, or Die were, offices. They were, uh, what, what is it called when someone in the government goes in and they just talk and talk and talk to to not let the other other side get a chance to vote on something? Uh, there's, a, there's a term for it. Okay, I don't know. But they weren't doing that. Yeah, they were. So, what do you mean? What did they no, not want so people the, to vote the on? The Democrats were doing that in regards to something. Okay. Uh God, I, I'm I'm gonna go crazy if I don't. Okay, look anyway, it up. Uh, oh, a filibuster. Filibuster. Thank yeah. you. So the Democrats were filibustering. I can't and believe then, I knew that. And then Funny so, or Die so smart, was doing a a a live a, a live stream open mic. So and and everyone was just coming in and signing up and and doing like however much time they wanted. Right. And it was going on until and it was like a 24 hour filibuster. It was a long filibuster, so and this just, was right in the beginning of it, though. And then people were like, I had a bunch of people sending me a message being like, hey, you should go to the Funny or Die. They're letting anybody get up on the live stream. But I re- So my memory of it was, I don't even remember the filibuster part. I think that might have been a different one. No, I'm telling you, that's what okay, it was. Okay, so there was a filibuster. They started this open mic, and Funny or Die was, you know, as a comedian, I was like, oh, it'd be great to be on Funny or Die. Like, what a cool thing. Yeah. Like, they were doing some shows there. I think there was a couple comics working there. John McKay, Becky Robinson. There was a few cool people at Funny or Die. But anyway, so I go to this open mic. And I'm watching the five comedians ahead of me on the list because you sign up on a list. And there's, I think there was like thir- either 3,500 or 10. There was a lot of people. Wa- it was being live streamed on their Facebook page. And everyone was bombing because you're in the room. There's no audience in the you're room. You're performing it just in front of all wall. the other comics waiting. For not you. even, though. There right, they're like, not watching. Yeah, yeah. You're performing for like a white wall. And you're being live streamed. And I'm watching these four comics, and they're doing their best shit. These are comics I knew. And they, they were okay comics, and they were doing their best material. And the comments on the live stream were like, this guy fucking sucks. He's yeah. the worst. Not funny. Blah, blah, Just ripping them to shreds. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I'm not going to go up there and do my material. Like, no 
Wait, so there's no found, positive. He found an onion. <laughs> so I went into the kitchen. I got an onion and a knife, and I went up for my set. And the whole set, I just started chopping an onion. Didn't say anything, or maybe I talked about how like I wanted Will Ferrell and Adam McKay to hire me, or like I just went, just did like a weird. Yeah, it was it was very very perform. Andy Kaufman esque. Also bomb, just so everyone knows, like. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. People in the room <laughs> liked it, but on the internet was like just as bad as if I had done my material. It was like I was this just guy like, where did this sucks? Not funny. Blah blah blah. In my mind, I was just like, where does this guy find an onion? <laughs> I rated their. I rated the funnier die kitchen. And then I, I remember thinking, like, I wonder if I got like Becky or John in trouble. I think I texted them, making sure I didn't get them in trouble for cutting an onion. I don't even know who that was. Or the comics that worked out. Yeah, cutting it off. I had no idea. But, I, but, but that's how we that, met. And then yeah. I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, but you must have thought like, this guy is nah, because I, I knew I knew he was like handling the the situation for what it was. I went up on a show where they were doing it for a Democratic filibuster, and I talked about being a Republican and loving guns. <laughs> yeah, and the dude. filibuster was for gun control, I think. And so did that do good or no? It was fine. Okay, good. But I was just like, I'm, I'm going to do the, the stuff that they wouldn't want me to do. And then you went up and did an onion. <laughs> you just cut off an onion. We good were times. definitely like not trying to like show them our funny or die stuff. Who would have thought that that company went under? I know, weird, huh? Who would have thought? Anyways, uh, okay, now I feel like we shared a lot. Okay. That this was good. It was a good podcast, right? Thanks for having me. It was a good podcast, right? Yeah, it was fun. You want to redo it? No, I got to go. My girlfriend's waiting on me. What? Yeah, she wants me to pick up some cough drops. Oh, we're going to hang a TV. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot I got to do that. We can do, we don't this is the last manual labor I will do. I'm about to be on network. Yeah, but you'll always be my guy. Not after this, man. Yeah, you'll always be my I'm guy. I'm not going to hang up your TVs after I'm on network television. Yeah, you won't do it for a living, but you'll do it like for me. No. Your friends. I'll pay somebody to do it for you. No, 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 no. Yeah, I dude. want you. No one does it like you do it. Well, that's too bad. Remember, we we remember we do this stuff together. Uh, before Fox gave you a show, we had a show, and it didn't happen. It didn't work out. It I thought it pretty good. I tried to Our get you to to let me put it on my YouTube, and you're like, you should just share mine. No, I said mine you could do again. that. How many how many followers do you have? On, First off, how many subscribers do you wait, have on wait. YouTube? Is that the memory you have? I never said just share mine. I said here's the file. I said it'd be better if we shared one link, but I didn't That's say like don't post it on your. That's thing. what you said. You you made you made it very clear that you thought it would be in my best interest. I thought it would be better the video's best interest. I didn't, but I never once said like how many don't subscribers post it on do you yours. have on YouTube? More than you. How many? I'll find out right now. Yeah, how many? Okay. Just, we did this. We by the way, we had this follower <laughs> battle once well, before. We need we to do it again. Who has more followers? And yeah, I, let's do and it I one more, more time. Okay, okay. YouTube, I have two thousand and forty subscribers. Two thousand forty. Yeah. On YouTube, I have two thousand six hundred and eighty. Okay, just so you know, at this time you did not have two thousand six hundred and eighty. <laughs> but I do now. This, how'd you get so many now? I have some viral videos. Uh, I have a video right now that's at 100,000 views. Whoa, what and video? And another video that's at like 600,000. What video? It's just some stand-up clips. Wow. Well, at this time, you didn't. Well, I do now. See, you should have had faith in me. Like, well, you should like, have faith like in like me. Like the vice president of Fox Television Networks. He has faith I in me. I never told you. I wanted to be clear, though. 
I never once in my mind was like. If you would have let me share those, clips, I never didn't let you. But you made it clear that you didn't want me to. No, I didn't. I didn't say I didn't want you to. I just thought for the better. It makes no more one's sense going to my from, channel looking at my playlist because that's you what I did. Still I upload put the playlist it to your YouTube, in. and maybe I will. Maybe you will. And then maybe someone will reach out to us to do a a, a how to. We never pitched TV it. show. We should pitch that. We sh you know we can think about it. Let me see what's going on with my career right now. I don't know if I want. Once this show, once you get, once the show doesn't book you as the host, no, it will. Let me get a couple seasons of this, and then we'll. Okay, but once I need, I need this show so I can, so I can carry somebody else on another show. You know. Oh, so I never pitched that show with my manager. Our show. That's a, that was a good one. I don't know why you didn't believe in me. I just forgot about it. Yep. Let's let's hang this TV. Okay. I got shit to do. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me on. Well, you aren't. You're trying to end it so soon. I could go another hour. So soon. We've been doing this for two hours. Have we gone two hours? I got here at a little after nine. It's almost eleven o'clock. So. Oh man, we should go it. Rogan on this shit and do three. We're. I'm. I, I gotta go. You're listening to you listening to unlicensed 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 therapy with Ari Manis. Are you still listening? I hope so. That means you're a true fan. You're one of the few that has made it. I think YouTube says on average that my podcast gets listened to for 22 minutes an episode, something like that. Most people stop listening after 22 minutes. And this is an hour and a half later, maybe even more, I forget. And you're still listening. You like me. I admit it. You like me so... If you like me that much, just so you know, you can buy an unlicensed therapy t-shirt on arimanis.com. Thank you for listening this long, and we'll see you guys next week.